Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Rhema Wednesday. My name is Darius Ellis James. I am the founder and executive director of Flames on the Altar. And every Wednesday, I come on for uh, Rhema Wednesday. That's where we dive into the word and I just share a short message. Um, and on Mondays, we have Morning Glory. So this past Monday, uh, Morning Glory, uh, the prayer topic was um, just praying for protection and healing for family, family members. So if you haven't listened to that, go and watch the replay. It's on Facebook. It's on um, my personal Instagram account, Darius Ellis James. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube. All right. So welcome to Rainbow Wednesday once again. Uh, if you do have a prayer request, please drop it in the comments or DM me or go to my website, www.flamesonawesome.com, and you can submit a prayer request there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer, and we can dive into the topic for this morning. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for who you are, God. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. God, I thank you for your mercy. Holy Spirit, I invite your leadership. I invite your presence into this broadcast right now. Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Speak through me, oh God. Lord, I pray, Father, that you remove every hindrance, every limitation, every distraction from your people from hearing uh, this word this morning. Lord, I pray, Father, that you will bless every ear to hear that you will bless everyone, oh God, that listens to this replay. Lord, I pray that you will minister to their hearts, oh God, that you will speak through me, oh God, something that they need to hear in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I decrease so that you may increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, God, marriage, and parenthood. That's pretty much the title of what I want to talk about today. Um, you know, Monday when I was praying, one of the scriptures that I prayed into um, was a scripture um, where God was actually talking to Isaac. And he had told Isaac that because of your father, Abraham, that I'm going to bless you. And so that scripture is Genesis chapter 26, verse 24. And um, it says, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. So God had made a promise to Abraham and said that, you know, hey, Abraham, can you count the stars? Can you, can you, can you count the stars? It was like, nah. So it's like, that's how many descendants you're going to have. That's how many children I'm going to give you. And, and so Abraham, 
received a blessing from God that went past his lifetime. He received a blessing from God that will affect his children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and so forth, right? He received that, that type of blessing from God that blessed his lineage, that blessed his legacy. And Isaac was part of Abraham's lineage. So God appeared to Isaac and God told Isaac that I'm going to multiply your descendants. Why? Not for Isaac's sake, but for my servant Abraham's sake, right? Because God keeps his promises. So, so Isaac is, is, a, is a benefactor of Abraham's blessings or Abraham's promise from God. And, you know, one of the things is like, okay, God, why would you choose Abraham? Right? We know that in, in the book of Hebrews that Abraham's faith was as, uh, accounted to him as righteousness, right? He just, he followed God where well, he did whatever God told him to do. Um, but you may ask the question like, why Abraham out of all the other people? Why did he choose Abraham? Well, Genesis chapter 18, verse 19 says, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So Abraham, God knew that God knew that Abraham would teach his children God's ways. He knew that Abraham would, would uh, teach his whole household the way of God. That scripture says uh, that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him, right? So God has a promise. God spoke a promise to Abraham, a blessing to Abraham. And, but God knew that Abraham was the type of man who would teach his children and his household to walk in the way of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice, right? So. It makes me think about this, that Abraham was faithful in fatherhood, marriage, and stewardship. Fatherhood, marriage, and stewardship. Fatherhood, right? So he was, God knew that he would be faithful to teach his children the way of the Lord. Marriage, right? It says that he would, he, 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 uh, would command his children and his household after him, right? Who's part of his household, his wife, also his servants, right? So he would teach uh, everyone around him the way of the Lord. God knew that that was the type of man Abraham was. And because of that, God blessed him because of his faith in God to obey God and because of his stewardship that he would steward his, his family in his household well in the way of the Lord, right? So it's it's not just that he would steward finances well. It's not that he would just steward 
resources well, but he stored he stewarded the way of the Lord in a, uh, by teaching it to his children and his household. He handled the things of God well enough to pass it down to his children and his household. And God says, that's the building blocks to legacy. That's the building blocks. And I'm going to bless him and his descendants, right? And so um, I, I wrote this down, you know, after thinking about this, I wrote this down. I said, a blessing of your legacy and future is a very great blessing. A generational uh, a blessing upon your family from the Lord is a blessing that will outlive you. Legacy always outlives the originator. I repeat, legacy always outlives the originator. So take it not lightly, the opportunity that you have to honor God and to bring about a blessing upon your bloodline that will overflow every, that will overthrow every generational curse, right? It wasn't that Abraham came from a perfect family. It wasn't that Abraham came from a family that that 100% honored God, right? No, Abraham was singled out from his family. Abraham took a different path. God called him out of his father's house. He called him out of his family to follow him. And so, and so there are, <laughs> there are things that you can do, right? There are, I would say that your obedience to God at the end of the day does not only affect you, it affects others. It affects people in the future that you're going to meet. And it ultimately also affects your children. It affects your children because of David's lifestyle, because of David's obedience to God. David wasn't perfect, but because of his obedience to God, when Solomon took the throne, there was no wars, right? He was able to rule in peace because of David. And it wasn't that Solomon was so great. It was because God honored Solomon's father. God honored David. And so I want to challenge us as men and as, as women of God to live a lifestyle before God that's surrendered to God, that's totally obedient to God, that when God looks at our children and when he looks at our grandchildren, he'll say, because of your father, because of your mother, I will bless you. Because of your father, I will not allow this struggle to be in your life. I will not allow um, this limitation to be in your life. Because of the, the faithfulness of your mother, because of the prayers of your mother, because of the way that your father or your mother served me, I will bless you. And so I would say that God is interested in your legacy. Uh, he's interested in your life. He's interested in your decisions. He's interested in your future and your bloodline. God is interested in the family and the head of the family has a responsibility to guard his heart concerning his marriage and to remain faithful to his wife. Godly marriages 
places a demand upon the husband and wife to give unto the Lord what he requires of them from their union. And that's for them to raise up godly children. I want to read a scripture when I first when I first read this scripture. I think when I first read this scripture, I was just I didn't understand it. Like I was I was in high school, didn't didn't it didn't register in my mind. But when I read this scripture again when I was older, it was like wow. It was like a light bulb went off. Uh and it's Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. And it says, didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? So what does he want from marriage? What does he want from um, a husband and wife being one? Right? What does he want? And the scripture says, godly children from your union. So he's speaking to the husband. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Right. And that's Malachi chapter two, verse 15. You know, you look at statistics and it's and, you know, the, for a single parent household where there's a mom and just the children. And if the mom is taking the children to church. Right. It's just it's not a high percentage that they will continue or that they will actually choose to follow God. But the statistics jump drastically when the father is present and they're actually taking the children to church or going to church with the family or um, being involved in the church. The statistics jump astronomically. And so, and so when the enemy fights families, to to separate um, the family unit unit to break off um, marriages to to cause children to not grow up in two parent households um, it affects them not just physically but it affects them spiritually right there's so many statistics that are stacked against uh, children who who grow up in a single parent household right. And but God is saying, hey, husbands, the purpose, one of the, one of the purposes for your marriage is that I want you to raise up godly children and husbands. So for you to do that, you need to guard your heart and remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Right. Re guard your heart. They're always going to be fiery darts. Right. The enemy's always going to throw shots. The enemy's always going to attack. Right. He's going to attack mentally. He's going to try to attack physically. Right. He's going to try to throw curveballs your way. But guard your heart. Guard your heart. It's a scripture, I believe, in Proverbs that it says, um, guard your heart for all of it flows the issues of life. Also, there's a scripture that says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? So part of guarding your heart is giving your heart to God, lifting your heart up before the Lord and say, Lord, search my heart. Like David said, search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me to the paths of righteousness. Right. Sometimes we just need a cleansing of our heart and mind, the way that we think, our belief system, um, 
the, our perspective, right? Because of having the wrong, ha, seeing the right thing, but having the wrong perspective of the right thing can still hinder you, can still cause you to not value what's before you, can cause you to destroy what's before you, can cause you to think that um, what what is for you is actually against you, right? Right. So um, just having a wrong perspective about God will have you believe that God is against you instead of being for you. When he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. When he when the scripture says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and a righteous one run in and are saved. So there your perspective matters. And sometimes we have the wrong perspective. Sometimes we have the wrong belief system. And so when we look at marriage or parenthood, like marriage isn't just for what Hollywood would say, you know, the butterflies and the feel good moments, but God has a mission for marriages. And the overall general mission of marriage is to raise godly children and to be a representation of Jesus's relationship with the church, right? Because the Bible says, excuse me, the Bible says that we are his bride, right? Read the church. We are his bride. Whose bride? Jesus's bride. And Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot or blemish, right? So that means he's coming back for a church or people who are not full of sin, but a people who are covered by his blood, a people who are serving him and being faithful to him a people that have faith to trust him. There's a scripture that says, when a son of man returns, will he find, will he find faith? Like when he, will he find people with faith, right? So, um, and parenthood, right? It's not that for, when I think about parenthood, I'm like, you know, I want my kids to be naturally successful. But at the end of the day, if, my children gained the whole world and lose their soul. It it was for nothing, right? So I think about parenthood as I think the most important thing and the primary thing to teach children is the way of the Lord, right? That's prayer. That's prayer. That's reading the word of God. That's worshiping God, um, building your foundation, your life on the word of God. And then everything else is secondary, right? I think everything else is secondary. Um, but the primary is their relationship with God because it, it doesn't profit them being an Einstein, but their soul is lost. It doesn't profit them uh, being a successful business guru from the things that you've taught them, but at the end of the day, their soul is lost, right? It doesn't prosper them. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not beneficial for them when you look at eternity, right? In the grand scheme, the grand timeline of eternity, our life is like a speck, right? It's like this little life span that we have affects eternity. And this little lifespan that we have is nothing compared to eternity but it determines how we live eternity. So 
you know, time is precious. And so I just want to encourage um, all of the parents on to, hey, the fundamentals, right? Teach your children the fundamentals, prayer, reading the word <clears throat> and worship. Know that your marriage has a purpose that is greater than, than you, that's greater than your spouse, right? It has a purpose from God, right? And the general overarching purpose is to be a representation of how Jesus loves the church or how Jesus' relationship is with the church, right? That's the overarching purpose of marriage. And then to raise godly children, like I said in Malachi chapter 2, verse 15. And then your marriage have has a specific mandate that God has called for your marriage, right? So as a husband, as a wife, you have to know what that mandate is for your marriage. You have to know it for yourself. And I believe that God can give it to you before you actually get married, that he can speak to you about what are some of the things that you and your spouse are called to do together um, that that going to marriage, you all can be focused on the assignment of God, right? You can be focused on what God has for you. You can be focused on um, building the kingdom of God. And so I'll just say, um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. God, marriage, and parenthood. Abraham faithfully followed God. Abraham um, was a man that God said, okay, this guy will teach his, uh, he will teach his children and his household the ways of the Lord and to walk and live righteously. Um, so that means Abraham stewarded marriage well, and he stewarded parenthood well. Now, Abraham wasn't perfect, right? You can go back in scriptures and be like, man, this, this guy, uh, <laughs> He wasn't perfect, right? He he wasn't perfect. But just like David also wasn't perfect, Abraham's heart was to follow God and obey God and to be faithful to God. And his faith in God, if you look in the book of Hebrews, was accounted to him as righteousness. David's heart towards God, though he wasn't perfect, David is known in scripture. He's known uh, by God as a man after my own heart or a man after God's own heart, right? And so I want to speak to you. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to desire God, right? You have to, like David, if you look in Psalms, he he fought with all his soul to desire God, right? He said, this one thing that I desire that I may uh, dwell in the house of the Lord, right, forever, ever. So like David fought. He fought his own flesh. He fought his own desires. He fought um, the, his enemies, the the naysayers, the, the people who are out against him. He fought to stay in a place where his only pursuit, his one pursuit, his one thing that he wanted was God. And so... Um, I just want to encourage you that you're not going to be, you're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect, but fight that your desire, 
the one thing that you desire more than anything is God and that you're and that you desire to live in the ways of God to walk in righteousness and to commit to teach your children naturally spiritually um those around you the way of the Lord and to live the the live in the way of the Lord to live in righteousness the best way that you can right and so in in doing so I believe I really believe that we can walk in the type of blessings that Abraham walked in that God says hmm look at my daughter hmm look at my son I am going to bless him or I'm going to bless her but not only would I bless him not only would I bless her but because of their faith because of their walk with me I'm going to bless their seed I'm going to bless their children their children's children and so forth and I believe that 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 you putting God in his primary role uh in in his ultimate role as being the Lord and master of your life as taking a throne on your of of your heart as as, seat, as God sitting on the throne of your heart and you taking marriage and parenthood up in a way that God has has desired for men and women to to take up that responsibility i believe that that those things are the building blocks to establishing a generational blessing uh, a blessing over your legacy i believe that that's the building blocks right just being obedient to god going where he tells you to go doing what he tells you to do and and honoring what he has put in place honoring um the things that may seem natural but they're really holy things right like marriage is a holy thing um parenting like that's that's a holy thing that's like that's like <laughs> those are your those are your children are like your cheat your sheep right those are the ones that you get to lead to 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 Jesus those are the ones that you get to teach about um to teach uh about the lord too right so they're they're your flock <laughs> like you're the pastors of your house right you're the you're you're the shepherd and you have um you have the lord of lords that's shepherding you and you're leading your children you're leading your children in the ways of the lord right you're pastoring them you're 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 shepherding them right you're being patient with them you're walking alongside them growing uh watching them grow and helping them to grow in the lord so um you know that's what i wanted to share this morning um go back watch the replay today's a short message but i think it's short and sweet i think it's short and straight to the point um um and so, um, yeah, so God bless you all. Thank you for joining. Thank you all for um, um, joining in on this live on Instagram uh, and on Facebook. And um, so God bless. I'm going to say a prayer for everyone um, for today.
excuse me, for today. And um, and we're gonna I'm gonna close out. So, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for this word. Thank you, oh God, for um your presence, for your the truth that's in your word. Lord, I pray that you will help all of us, God, to be uh, men and women who will honor you with our life. That that though we're Lord, we're not perfect, but Lord, let us be men and women who are after your own heart, like David was considered a man after your own heart. Lord, let us be a man or a woman that's after your own heart. Let us be a man uh, uh, or a woman, oh God, that 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 that's faith, oh Lord, can can be so great that it can be ascribed to us as righteousness, like Abraham's faith was, oh Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, that we will follow you wherever you tell us to go, and we will do whatever you tell us to do. Lord, our life is not our own, oh God. Lord, I pray, Father, that even if we don't want to go, that we will still go. Even if we don't want to do the thing that you're asking of us to do, that we'll still do it. Lord, even if we want to say no, if we desire to say no, if we desire to do the opposite, Lord, let us still do what you have called us to do. Let us still obey you. Lord, give us strength today. Give us grace today to honor you, God, as we go to work, to honor you as uh, we minister to others, to honor you as we take care of, of family members, maybe sick family members or, or, um, or the elderly, Lord, whatever responsibility the people who watches uh, this, this replay has or who's watching it now, whatever responsibility we have, Lord, let us do it today in your grace. Let us do it today as, as honoring you, as unto you, Lord. Let us do it today as we're serving you. And Lord, I pray that, that we will uh, have encounters from you, Lord, as we're carrying out our daily responsibilities, as we're carrying out our day-to-day tasks, Lord, let us commune with you, Holy Spirit. Let us be in tune to what you're saying, in tune to what you're speaking to our heart, to what you're speaking to our spirit. God, open up our ears. God, give us ears to hear what the voice of the Lord is saying, what the word of the Lord is saying. And Lord, let us not miss what you are, are, are doing in this season and what you desire to do in the season of our life. So God, we thank you, we honor you, we bless your name, we exalt your name above every name. And we say, thank you, Father, for being so good to us, for being faithful to us, O oh Lord, when we were unfaithful. Lord, we say, thank you, Father, for your mercies that are new every morning. We say, thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your love, for your deliverance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, Lord, we are nothing without you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you all. You all take care.
Good morning, Otto. Good morning, Shamsa. Good morning, Miss Fry. God bless you all. Um, I'll see you guys on Monday uh, for morning glory prayer. Amen. So take care. Have a great rest of the week.